the agency will no longer have funding as of the end of um, February. So that means our operations would come to a halt uh, during March. Um, this has an impact on the 250,000 Palestinian refugees that we estimate currently residing in Lebanon and that are to the largest extent dependent on UNRWA services. We currently have 40,000 children in our schools and vocational training centers. They have no other place to go. So that means 38,000 children grades one to 12 would be unable to continue their schooling. The Lebanese host government has made it very clear that they do not have the logistical, financial, um, and political resources um, to take over Palestine refugees. They're struggling with a severe economic crisis affecting their own public budget with a lot of Lebanese children moving from private schools into the public schools, thus they're already overcrowded and the afternoon shifts are occupied by the Syrian refugees in the country. So there's no perspective there. We have 200,000 Palestine refugees that visit our health centers on an annual basis. They're provided uh, with basic medication. This is a first responder to children that need to be immunized to pregnant and lactating women and to the many patients with non-communicable and chronic diseases that are supplied with vital medicines. They have no place to go. The public sector is not open to Palestine refugees and due to the very high poverty rates, 80% of Palestine refugees in Lebanon live below the poverty line. They're unable uh, to afford uh, private sector services. This even more so affects the 50,000 Palestine refugees that are relying on UNRWA's hospital referrals. UNRWA has a cost-sharing agreement with Palestine refugees where we pay around 50 to 60%, uh, sometimes more of the expenses. Again, given very high poverty rates, um, hospitalization would most likely have to be deferred by Palestinian refugees because they're unable to cover for the costs. And um, this also includes 600 cancer patients, which rely on UNRWA co-funding. Um, we've seen an increase in the mortality among cancer patients unable to afford uh, vital medication. Um, we've taken a decision last year to increase the co-funding proportion of UNRWA for that matter. All of that would fall away. Um, we also are um, providing environmental health services, the garbage collection and the 12 Palestine refugee camps where over 100,000 of the Palestine refugees are currently residing. There is nobody capable to take over these services. And lastly, we also provide cash assistance to 65% of Palestine refugees, which has enabled us to bring down poverty from a staggering 93% to uh, currently 80%. So all of this would have severe impact on the Palestine refugees here in um, Lebanon, there is no other actor that has the resources and is capable to step in, given that UNRWA operates like a government uh, service um, for which it now has the respective infrastructure. We're running these services with around 3,500 employees. 
um, which also uh, contribute to the incomes of an estimated 15% of the Palestine refugee population that is relying directly um, on the investments that UNRWA makes in Lebanon, um, which amount to, on average, about $180 million every year. Uh, can you tell us more about how UNRWA uh, is dealing with uh, this uh, changing uh, situation uh, for the last uh, five months and uh, given also uh, the uh, situation in the host country and the economic uh, challenges and the uh, resource challenges as well. And uh, on the top of that, uh, we have the latest escalation which exacerbates tension in the wider region. Uh, we have um, maintained all our core services over the past five months uh, without interruption. Uh, given um, the escalations on the southern border of Lebanon, we have enacted a contingency plan. Um, we have prepared um, 12 of our schools to potentially host displaced uh, persons um, that have no other place to go. Um, we have um, made provisions in terms of pre-positioning of foods and um, pre-positioning of medical supplies. We've also provided our chronic patients with two months of supplies in advance. We've instated operational centers across um, the country um, to be able to continue providing services under all circumstances. Um, so these were the parallel interventions that we followed over the past months, but otherwise we have um, continued with all of our operations uh, without interruption. What are the most compelling needs right now to keep UNRWA operations uh, running in Lebanon? UNRWA services already supply the most essential and the very basic services. And this is what we're constantly hearing from the refugees who would like us to do much more. So any reflections on what would be more essential than something else would put us into very, very difficult decision-making. So the questions would be, do we keep the children in school or do we have 600 uh, cancer patients potentially dying? Do we close health centers um, that immunize newborn babies? Um, do we not collect the garbage? All of this is indispensable. So th there is one more question. It's about Ain uh, al-Hilwe. We know that uh, there was a situation, uh, it was over five months ago, I think, uh, violence erupted in Ain al-Hilwe refugee camp, which displaced many and impacted UNRWA's work in the camp. Are you capable now uh, of operating fully in the camp? Yes, it is correct. Between July and September, we had violent clashes in the camp. Um, we have two school compounds with eight schools. Um, they were occupied by the militants. Four schools um, have sustained very severe damages and continue being occupied. UNRWA has gone public and said, these schools are now out of our control. We have um, until um, the 1st of uh, February, educated 6,000 children normally going to schools inside the camp, outside of the camp in UNRWA installations, but we're able um, to refurbish three of the affected schools. So we've regained control. We've cleared them from unexploded ordinances and remnants of war. 
So part of the children are returning and we're still negotiating opening of an additional school. Um, but for four schools, um, they remain outside of our control and we also do not have the funds to repair them. So about half of the school children continue going to school outside the camp now.